Nicola starts running. And, uh, <laughs> uh, well, okay, I guess we're going then. After Johnny hears this commotion out in the hall, he, like, peeks his head out. He's like, what, what's going on? Who called you? And Ark looks at him, and he, Ark looks at Johnny, and he goes, we got one! We and, got uh, one what? I don't know, a call. I was just making a Ghostbusters reference. Okay, uh, <laughs> and Ni- what, Nicola's, we should probably follow her, right? Yeah, that's where, that's where I was going. Do we have a car? Anybody got a car that we can take? Because, are we go- I got wheels, I got wheels, I got wheels. Let's move. <laughs> okay. This is Once Upon a Monster of the Week. Reddington, if you wound up here because you were looking for a dapper teddy bear, you're in the wrong place. But stay anyways. Welcome back, dear listeners. It's time to meet our fourth, and for now at least, final group of residents on this cool, crisp autumn morning that they receive their white envelopes. Between pranks gone wrong, unicorns on the loose, and that business with the Titanic, it's about time we call upon a quartet of fearless Reddington residents to form the Neighborhood Watch. So Johnny's place is just totally trashed. (laughs) Uh, There's a mattress pressed up against the back doors of the van that he sleeps on, and everything else is just clothing everywhere. there's a black drawstring bag sitting somewhere. So when Johnny wakes up, I imagine that this note is just sitting directly on his chest. So there's that moment of like blinking the sleep out of your eyes and then the sudden panic that someone was here and I didn't know about it. Uh, so he immediately, you know, bolts up, swings the van door open, looking around for anybody. Uh, and if he doesn't see anybody, he's just going to sit down and open his envelope there is no one around ark ark uh steps out into his steps into his kitchen he's gonna make a morning cup of tea and uh and uh sees an envelope sitting on the counter that wasn't there before and he immediately like goes and checks all of his locks and his security systems and uh and uh this is like because this is like his worst fear is somebody getting into his house without without uh without his permission so he checks you know all the all the security documentation and uh all of his locks and i assume that he doesn't find anything unusual like all of his locks are still locked and uh like when he nothing nothing on any of the tapes nothing is out of place but one second his counter is empty and the next there's an envelope there so it just kind of just and it's there that's right Archibald probably would not have noticed it if he were not looking for it. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Ark is the Ark is also the kind of guy who would notice anything out of place or moved or new, um, just because that's how that's just kind of how paranoid he is. Yeah. So uh, he he checks all of his stuff and then he goes over and he just he doesn't touch the envelope yet. He's just looking at it, trying to see if there's any sort of identifying mark on it is there anything on it or is it just a straight white blank envelope that's exactly right okay well, that's what arc no and then arc just and then arc just sits down makes his tea and then sits there and just kind of stares at it jessa would have been getting up to make breakfast um so she would if, if she sees this envelope on the counter 
Despite the fact that it has no markings on it, she would assume that it was some bill that got left over something that nobody bothered to open in the rest of the mail. Um, she would just pick it up and tear the end off of it. Um, tear the end off it, blow the envelope open, and pull out whatever happens to be inside. And then read it, you know, literally, because she just woke up. I think Nicola has a similar reaction to Jessa June. Um is up and moving around, sees it on the kitchen counter as she's making her coffee, uh, looks at it questioningly for a moment, but then, uh, like, is reassured by the fact that she can hear her husband is starting to get up and her toddler is making a bunch of noise, playing with some toys. And she's like, all right, whatever, and opens it. Inside the white envelope, there is a note instructing everyone to meet at the courthouse at 10 a.m. Signed. As you know by now, the Reddington Town Council. Our soon-to-be watchers, however, feel fuzzy-headed for a moment before they remember that this is simply how the Town Council communicates. As they read the note, they prepare to head across town, a quick trip for most, with the longest commute belonging to Jessa June, who, if I recall correctly, lives on the outskirts of town. Yeah, so the meeting is at 10 a.m., uh, which means that Johnny is already late. Uh, <laughs> and since he's gotten a summons to be at a courthouse, he assumes that it is jury duty, so he is going to throw on the cleanest clothing that he has available, uh, and that is a, uh, a purple crop top with a bunch of donuts on it that says riots, not diets. Uh, some skin tight black jeans. I believe the, I believe the mods call them drain pipes and a leather jacket that is missing one of the sleeves like Mad Max. And those are the cleanest clothes that he has available. God bless Johnny. So that's what he's wearing. Uh, throws his Doc right. Martens on, uh, gets the, gets the van started, gets it into gear and heads over. Uh, as quick as he can, because if this meeting's at 10 a.m., he is late. Incredible. <laughs> um, Jessa would go ahead and get breakfast served out because she got up early enough that she's not going to be late. Um, she is going to walk, though. She's not going to drive or anything, so she will hike all the way in from the edge of town um, and just, you know, say hello to people who happen to be outside on the way over. Uh, she's not going to be in a rush or anything if this is how she remembers that the town summons she's figuring that this is not an an incredible emergency so she's not running or anything but she's definitely going but she's gonna walk at her own pace to get there uh -huh. and she's not wearing weird clothes Ark <laughs> just kind of sits and and stares at it I'm actually debating with myself about whether Ark would actually open it or whether he'd just throw it away and ignore it um, but I feel like that would that goes against the spirit of the game Oh, you could try. You wouldn't be the first. Ar so Ark, okay, so, okay, Ark compromise, uh, compromise between the two. Ark puts on some, um, uh, like, some, g like, gloves, like, plastic gloves, and, uh, and then just picks it up and kind of looks it over and then holds it kind of far away from himself and then, <laughs> and, uh, and, and then he pulls it out and he's just very gingerly, like, extra careful about everything, just. And then he opens it up and he just sees, you know, court meet, meet at the courthouse at 10. And he's just like, what? <laughs> but now his curiosity is piqued. And he's like, all right, I guess I got to go figure out what this is about. And so he gets dressed and he doesn't get dressed fancy. He just puts on a pair of jeans and a, one of his like three T-shirts that doesn't have a rip in it. And uh, 
and uh, just makes his way down to the courthouse. So Nicola is up at 4 a.m. So she can open the bodega by 5.30. And so she goes about her normal morning routine, getting the bodega set up and uh, making sure that, you know, things are good, greets the early morning regulars, um, handing them their donuts and their breakfast sandwiches and whatnot. Uh, and then at, like, nine, she takes the ten-minute walk over to the courthouse. <laughs> um, because I've decided she's that kind of person. Nicola is a person after my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I live my life. Everyone who knows me hates me because I refuse to be late for anything. Is that why you're playing um, a character who's late for everything? <laughs> yes, it's very freeing. <laughs> yeah, so she's there like a good 45 minutes early. Before Nicola heads out, she says goodbye to her husband, who keeps an eye on the bodega while she's gone. She would have been like, yeah, so got this letter from town council today, heading out to the courthouse, be back in hopefully, you know, a couple hours. So she, like, leaves the, the store in his care when she goes to the courthouse. Nicola arrives 45 minutes early. Is the building open? It is. Then, yeah, she would go in and, like, wait in the lobby or whatever. Say hi to the secretary. Nicola sees a lone woman in the lobby sitting behind the receptionist's desk. You know who it is, right? <laughs> Your friendly narrator, Wendy. I give her a friendly smile as she enters and greet her as she looks at my nameplate. Good morning, Miss Nicola. How can I help you today? Uh, hi, Wendy. Um, I received a letter that I believe to be from town council saying to be here at 10 this morning. Ah, uh, yes. Please go to the conference room down the hall on the left. Will do. Thank you. I smile at her and go back to waiting for our next arrival. You said it's half an hour to walk all the way across town, so it's going to take her 15, 20 minutes to get there. From home, Jessa, depending on where Ark is coming from, uh, Jessa might be the next one to get there. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So she'd probably aim, she'd probably be, I don't know, like 10 minutes early. She's not going to leave right at nine o'clock or anything like that. But yeah, she'd probably be there like 10 minutes early. As Jessa June enters, I brighten up again. Good morning, Jessa June. How can I help you? Well, I got this letter this morning that I, I guess is from the town council saying we were supposed to be here at 10 o'clock. So here I am. Ah, wonderful. The conference room is down the hall on the left. You will not be the first person. Oh, well, who's, who's here already? Nicola is waiting already. Oh, of course she is. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, she'll, she will then head off to the conference room. And again, I wait for our next arrival. Um, as, uh, as, uh, she starts, Jessa June starts walking back, um, Ark, Ark comes walking in. And he, he shoots a, uh, hey, uh, JJ, over to her and uh, then turns to uh, then turns to Wendy and he uh, walks on over to the desk and he, he kind of leans over on the desk and he's like, uh, hey, uh, Wendy, how you doing today? Good morning, Archibald. How can I help you? Oh, I'm doing Call me Ark. I've told you plenty of times. Call me Ark. <laughs> you know, uh, you know who I am. Uh, listen, uh, Wendy, uh, I got just a couple of things here before we get to the main thing. Um. I was wondering, because I know we've talked about it before, I don't think we ever reached a conclusion on it, but uh, if you would like to go get some dinner with me, 
uh, sometime. Uh, I think uh, that would be uh, that would be that'd be nice, and uh, we'd have a good time. What do you say? Want to go? Uh, Want to go get dinner? I know this nice little bodega right down the street. <laughs> I take a long look at him and ask, "What can I help you with, Archibald?" <laughs> it's Ark. Please call me Ark. Anyway, I got this note uh, that I think is from the town hall, the town council, because they tend to do that weird, creepy thing that they do. Um, is that that's from them? Yes, you know about that. Ah, uh, yes. Please join the group down the hall to the left. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I will absolutely do that. Just. Real quick, just for my own personal edification, how do they get that in there? Oh, you know the town council. They have their ways. Yeah. Okay. I mean, all right. Ark really wants to plug this hole in security. Ark is not enjoying this. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, all right. So, uh, we'll get back together about that dinner thing later on. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to go to the meeting. And... Uh, <laughs> And he goes down the hall to the meeting. With three of our four watchers waiting in the conference room, I keep an eye out for Johnny, who is running late. Uh, I would say it's got to be around like 10, 15 when people hear like the the unmistakable noise of a mufferli- mufflerless conversion van traveling down the road. Put, put, boom, put, put, boom, put, put, boom. So he will uh, he will throw that thing into uh, into the nearest street parking space, maybe hops up on the curb a little bit because he's in a hurry. Normally he wouldn't park like a jerk, but he knows how much people hate when you're late for jury duty. Uh, so he'll, <laughs> he'll run across the street and he just bursts into the door uh, uh, almost at a full run. And then it's just like, okay, now I'm in a new space. I need to get my desk. And he runs over the desk and he's waving the paper around. He's like, I, I got a thing. I'm late. It's, I'm here. It's fine. It's fine. I, but I got a thing. <laughs> I look up at him, straight-faced and smiling. Oh, good morning, Johnny. How can I help you? Yeah, I got a, I got a thing on my chest. Somebody needs to see me at the courthouse about something. Ah, uh, yes. You're the last one. Please go to the conference room. It's down the hall to the left. All right. <laughs> are there any other are there any other rooms on the way down the hallway? As he looks for them, Johnny sees other rooms lighting the hallway, but they're empty and look like they haven't been used in a long time. Uh, John, Johnny's a curious uh, person, so he's going to be peeking just like slightly in every little room as he's going by. Like, oh, what's going on in here? Oh, cool. Oh, what's that? oh sweet. Uh, old projector. Oh, what's happening over here? Oh man, somebody needs to take the trash out in here. And then eventually he'll he'll get to the room. <laughs> Johnny's curiosity leaves him even later to the meeting. Now that everyone's in the conference room, I'm gonna keep them waiting a few minutes. <laughs> Turnabout's fair play, after all. Is there anybody so, else wow. in the room other than the other than the four of us? It's just us. There is no one but the four of them. Okay. But there is a shiny new drink tray waiting for everyone on a nearby table with a variety of drinks and snacks. Nicola has already had two cups of tea. <laughs> I'm, I'm stuffing any packaged snack goods into any of the pockets <laughs> that uh, I can squeeze them into uh, and just generally walk around the trade, picking up anything that strikes my fancy. Uh, so what are, we all, what are we all in for? What do they get you for? <laughs> Um, Ark, Ark grabs a candy bar and, uh, drops down into the third row of seats and kicks his feet up on the back of the second row of seats and, uh, leans back at a rakish angle and looks over at Johnny and he's like, I don't know. We, uh, 
I just got this letter saying be here at 10 o'clock, and so here I am. Well, look, I got a pretty good idea of what you might have done, but me, <laughs> me? I'm clean. Clean as a whistle. I am a pa- sir, I am a paragon of virtue. Yeah, uh, the upstanding pillar of the community, absolutely. Uh, everybody knows what you get up to at night, Batman. I provide a very important service to this community. Hey, nobody's saying that you don't provide a great service. We're just saying that nobody pays you for it. Yeah, I should be paid for well, it. That's a good true. point. It's a good point. Jess is going to grab a like a granola bar if there is one, and a bottle of water, and crack that open and give it a good sniff before she drinks it. Um, and then she'll go and find a seat as close to. I mean, I don't know whether there's a table or there's rows or whatever. But she's going to go sit over by by Nicola and be like, "These two are just crazy. It's too early in the morning to deal with this, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, like we need a little bit of something before we got to deal with these two in the same space. I don't know." <laughs> Nicola kind of raises her eyebrows uh, and says. Jessa June, you know I've been up for four hours now. Oh, I know. Well, I haven't been up for four hours, though. I mean, you know, maybe you're better prepared to deal with I don't, whatever this is. And it's not about crime. I didn't do anything wrong, so y'all can relax. Just Well, I know if they called Jessa here, that it can't be that bad. And See what I mean? Nicola's here, it's definitely not that bad. See, we are the, the civilizing influence on the whole thing right here. Mm-hmm. As everyone begins to calm down, I come into the room with another tray of snacks and drinks and set it to the side. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. How are you today? Morning, morning Wendy. Wendy. How are you? That mean we're going to be here for a while then? It's a glorious day. You've been called for your community service. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been called for my what? Your community service time. The town council requires all citizens to serve the town in some way. Oh, all right. Right, right. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we, uh, are we actually going to talk to anybody from the town council, or is it just going to be, like, you? Oh, no. The town council's too busy. But I represent them, yes. As does Norman. Our town selectman. Yes, Norman. You can talk to Norman, too. <laughs> what, so you have an, an uh, assignment or something for us to do? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. You're our new neighborhood watch group. Minity watch. What does that mean? Park just laughs. I'm your what? You mean like we're supposed to watch what other people are doing? No, no, no. It's not. No. We are looking and requesting new protectors. I'm sure you've realized that there's been an uptick of interesting things happening in town. Oh, well, that's for sure. That, mm. that is true. We are merely calling upon citizens of the town to do their civic duty and take a stance as a protector. We need a group that primarily works at night. Well, that's good. I mean, that's good for me, anyway. I don't know about the rest of y'all. Well, I mean, Johnny doesn't ever hardly sleep, I don't think, but... <laughs> But it works for me. Nighttime is good for me. So yeah, I'm, you need I'm, a night watch. I'm I'm good. I'm pretty much a night owl. I stay up late, so I, yeah, it shouldn't be a problem for me. I don't know about Nic- Nicola. Are you going to be able to do a night watch? I mean, you're up at Nicola. Kind of like runs, rubs the back of her head, and says, "How long is our uh, tenure?" This, dear friends, is my favorite part. As long as the town council requires. Oh wow. That, that- that could be woo. All right. I mean, so we can call it like town protectors, neighborhood watch, whatever. But what you're telling us right now, essentially, is that we're weirdo cops who deal with weirdo shit at night, right? We do not prefer the term 
cops. Okay, see, that's it's suspicious oh, when you say it like that. <laughs> I wasn't suspicious before, but now I'm I don't, definitely suspicious. I don't know if I don't know if cops is the one that we should be worried about. It's that she didn't correct the weirdo cops. No, I'm fine with weird we shit. We should be worried more about that part. <laughs> we are not asking you to arrest people. We are asking you to keep citizens happy and safe. Well, I mean, so then why do I have this weird feeling that what's happening right now is not so much asking, but more telling? You're provided an income, and it is part of your civic duty. Oh, are well, we? See, that changes the that discussion. Changes, How yeah, much exactly, is the income? Exactly. Trust that the town council will make sure that you are taken care of in the best way possible. No, 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 And the best no, way possible no, no, is no, financial compensation, on. right? <laughs> yes, yes. There is financial compensation. Okay. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. If this oh, relationship we between us is going to work, there has to be some trust here, okay? So, what's the number? Like, how much are we how much are we getting paid to do this? I take everyone in for a moment before responding. That's all the time I have for questions right now. I then Give a polite nod and quietly leave the room. See, Art, you can't ask people questions like that. that's rude. You can't just ask people how much they're going to pay you. Listen, you're not supposed hey, no, to talk yes about. You can. Have you you're ever not been supposed to, a job to talk about, about your, your money. JJ? Like that, you can absolutely do that. Have you never heard money and religion? You don't talk about politics. Money, religion, and politics. You don't talk about that stuff. Yeah, it's one thing when you don't talk about that in polite company, but when you're at a job interview, it's kind of one of the required things to know. I, I'm, I, ha I hate to admit it, I'm kind of with Arquit on this. But is it an interview if they just said, here you go, you're going to be a part of this watch? I they think didn't it's exactly ask us if we I think, wanted listen, to do JJ, it. JJ, JJ, I think it's All especially right, no. more important to know how much you're getting paid when you're getting press ganged into it. Because it doesn't sound like we're being given a choice here. Well, that all right, that's true. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I take it back. Is Wendy still in the room? I am not. <laughs> <laughs> we, we scared her out. <laughs> don't worry, fellow companions. It's not that they'd scare me. I mean, they don't scare me. I'm very hard to scare. I had just already left the room. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna head down out of the out of the room and look out the hallway and see if I can catch her real quick. Of course, at this point, I am long gone. But as Johnny steps into the hallway, he realizes things look a lot different from the last time he saw the hallway. Uh, how much different? It's much more modern and cleaner. The office doors look shinier and newer. And as he looks down the hall. He can see that some of the doors actually have nameplates now. I'm going to take a peek at some of these new nameplates and stuff. And I just go, huh, and then wander down the hallway. That's the last thing they hear. <laughs> As he wanders down the hall, Johnny comes across four doors, each with a nameplate engraved with one of the four watchers' names. Curiouser and curiouser. Uh, I am going to approach the door that has my name on it. Johnny's going to come over and he's going to turn the handle incredibly slowly so that when the door opens, it doesn't make like an unlatching noise. And then he is going to swing it open as fast <laughs> as he can and just scream. Just, ah! I assume we hear him scream. Okay. And, all right. It's, it's all not right. like, a, it's not like a scream of alarm. It's more, it's more like I, you, it, so, it sounds like somebody tried to surprise somebody. Ark, Ark, upon hearing the, ah! Um, turns and looks at Jessa June and Nicola and is like, and, and just kind of, what? I don't know. And 
heads over to the door and, and walks out and kind of sticks his head out to see what's going on. And he sees uh, he sees the four the four doors with nameplates on them and goes out and checks them out and sees the names of everybody on them and finds his own name. And he's like, hmm, interesting. Uh, so he tries the handle and click, 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 it's locked. And um, he reaches into his pocket and pulls out um, a little uh, pick set and just goes about picking the lock and opens the door. I guess. When Johnny first opened the door and screamed into the room, nothing was there. But now, Johnny finds a very nice office. Here, here, I'll let you tell about it. The vibe that I'm kind of imagining here is uh, like a late 70s pop culture professor's office. Like, there's no traditional desk. It's like a couch and a coffee table and like a weird chair uh and uh none of the fluorescent lighting would be turned on it would all be like soft desk side table side lighting floor lamps things like that uh a, a big plush shag area rug black light is there a black light uh, no no black okay. light uh uh but he's uh he's he's looking around this place and uh seeing this like all at once familiar but very strange design has this like it's sort of calming, but it 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 heightens something in him. He's he's more curious than than uh than off put by anything that's going on because the state of the room has this sort of uh calming effect. Uh, and he's gonna go through and start uh going through the couch cushions and shit. <laughs> Ark Ark gets the door open and he looks down at the doorknob and he's like, "Well, that'll need to be upgraded." Uh, and, um, turns and looks into the office and in the office there is, I want to find the right comparison for it. And I have like a dozen I can pick from, but it's basically kind of like the room in, um, the dark night that Batman is using to find the Joker where it's like scanning all the self and there's just like screens and monitors, monitors like, everywhere, just everywhere. <laughs> and they're all, and so he's just got all of this security tech in there. And he's got, and there's like, um, you know, so you got, you got all those monitors. They're all hooked into, into a top of the line, ultra fast supercomputer. Um, and, uh, he, um, there's like, a off on the side, there's a little, uh, there's like a little, I don't know, I guess it's like a side table that's got like various, like, <laughs> this is so stupid. Uh, it's got, it's got like the, the lock picks of, of Edward uh, Ligeti, who was a, a famous lock picker in the 1700s, uh, and he invented like the first set of lock picks, and these are like some of his original lock picks. So he's got like lock picking paraphernalia in there. Yeah, so it's just it's just kind of like uh, just like a super high tech, state of the art, top of the line security room, and um, so he's got so he's got this wall that's just basically all monitors, and what what do the monitors show? Right now, the monitors are off. Oh. Since it's Archibald's first time in his office, none of the equipment is on. It's all waiting on him to start it up. Okay. Seeing all the monitors set up and connected to the state-of-the-art computer, he knows that there is a lot he can do with his newfound equipment. <laughs> so Johnny sticks his head out of his door and he calls down the hallway like, Uh, y'all might want to look at this because shit got weird and cool just come out here yeah, and look yeah, at this. yeah it's really kind of awesome and jessa looks over at nicola and goes well 
Shall we? <laughs> I guess we ought to go look. Love to get a job that I didn't apply for. That I have to rearrange my entire life around. And and, and sure. now we have to go see the whatever it is that's out in the hall. All right. Okay. That sounds exciting. Uh, that's a word for it. That's for sure. All right. And so out into the hall, I guess we'll go and see the doors, I assume. Mm -hmm. She finds a door with her name on it. She's going to look back down the hall to see if Johnny and Ark are still sticking their heads out. And if they are, she'll give them a really strange look. She's going to very subtly, at least as subtly as she possibly can, lean real close to the nameplate and give it a good puff before she puts her hand on the doorknob and tries to turn it and open it. Is her door unlocked? Just that Jude finds the door unlocked. Okay. Most of the doors are unlocked, but the town council knows that Archibald appreciates security. All of the watchers' offices have locks, though. So Jessa Jude shouldn't be worried. Jessa's office looks like, I'm going to like picture like a stereotypical hunting lodge. I mean, lots of wood, a relatively high ceiling. It's got a really old fashioned looking solid piece of furniture desk. I'm not going to go so far as to say she's got antlers on the wall because she wouldn't. But um, it's definitely like a cabin kind of feel like a like a yeah, like a hunting lodge kind of thing. There is a pillow on a big leather chair that is covered in plaid fabric. Um, she also has a rug under the desk, a wooden floor. It's definitely not a middle of the city looking kind of place. There are no computers. There's a phone, probably. There's probably a lamp on the desk. There is no computer on her desk. And she will take a look at that and turn right back around and go to the doorway and say, Nicola, go look at your office. Oh, okay. So Nicola opens the door to her office and at first what she sees is a completely empty room that has a metal desk and a single chair and a large hunting knife just on the table. And she kind of squints at it for a second and then she reaches back to where her hunting knife sits on her belt and as soon as her fingers touch it she blinks and the room changes uh into just uh like a cozy think like a a, a therapist's office kind of deal like bookshelves a comfy chair or two a desk that has you know a bunch of papers on it and she kind of like looks at it, and then sticks her head back out the door. So, I guess our job starts now? On Nicola's desk, there is a file labeled Applications. Oh, open the file. Within it, there is a sticky note that says, These are some excellent candidates to call when you need someone to open the shop after a long night. The pay is, of course, on the town council. Signed, Wendy. Oh, well, I feel a little better. <laughs> <laughs> she comes out of the room holding the file uh and kind of like gestures at jessa june with it like well at least the she wasn't lying about compensating us wait does that say how much we're getting paid no but at the very least she's willing to pay an assistant to help run the shop. wait you walked into your office and she had a file saying that there was somebody to take care of the shop already 
like she, yeah. like she planned ahead for okay. I mean, I'm I'm definitely not surprised that she would have had this all lined up already. If she's gonna strong arm us into something like this, like I well, I guess that makes see. Here's the thing. Do we have our? Man, let me ask a question first before I say this. Have our memories been altered to that we remember seeing these things when we walked in? For a moment, Jessa June worries that she misremembered the state of the courthouse when they all arrived. But, dear listener, you and she should rest assured that she remembers correctly. The building changed while everyone was in the conference room. Nothing is the way it was before. So yeah, so Jessica goes, but so okay, I, that makes sense that she would plan ahead for for that, but what I want to know is when 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 did this happen because I'm pretty sure that my name was not on this door when I walked in this morning and I know for a fact that I did not pick any furniture or anything like that, but this you should take a look in here because this is like it's you should look. <laughs> <laughs> Nicola comes over, lets out a low whistle, like, "Oh, not yours is much nicer than mine." What? Okay, but now I got it. Now I'm gonna go look at yours. Okay, is it okay <laughs> with you if I go look? Yeah, yeah go. Ahead. Okay, so I'll go over and look and go. What? I don't know if this is nicer. It's just it, this is very tidy. It's tidy. You're a tidy <laughs> person, so this is tidy. All right. What? Do, do we dare? Do you wanna? Should we go and look at what, what these two yeah, have? Yeah. yeah, are you sure? Yeah, what'd y'all get? Ark, Ark, who's already going first? <laughs> Ark is just plugged into his computer. He's not hearing anything. <laughs> I feel like we should go just scare the crap out of Ark by standing in the doorway of his office. <laughs> <laughs> should we invade Ark's place first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Assuming that the door opens and it didn't, he didn't lock it behind himself when he went in there. Did you lock it, Ark? I kind of feel like he might have. Okay. Like it might, he might not even be aware that he did it, but he might just like close the door and then just muscle memory just locked it behind him. In which case, then Jessa will stand outside and and knock. Well, she'll knock first and then pound on it and see if he comes and answers it. It's one of those doors that has like eight locks on it. <laughs> I love the idea that this door has like one handle <laughs> on eight it, locks. and you hear like <laughs> seventy locks. Yeah, no, that's absolutely no. Because if these are rooms that man that like adjust themselves to fit like our desired state then there's right. gonna be like eight locks on this yeah door. so you hear Makes this ca- so you hear this ka-chunk as he pulls down the the um the latch that goes like up into the into the into the door jam and then there's like click as he as he opens one deadbolt click as he opens another deadbolt and then you hear like a chain rattle as he pulls the chain back off of the thing and then a couple of a couple other clinks and clanks of noises that you can't even possibly figure out what they were and then he opens the door a crack and just pokes his eye out and looks at you and he's like hey what's up well we were just coming to see if you had a whole fancy office of your own but obviously you do so <laughs> oh, right. I, oh yeah 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 no, yeah 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 and he, he opens up the door and, and just kind of lets you let you look into it um but he's kind of standing in the doorway kind of protectively like he doesn't like like he's just kind of protecting his space. Ark, I say this with love, but you are one paranoid motherfucker. I mean, well, <laughs> don't you ever want sunlight in your life ever? Seriously. Like this is like it's like a cave. Why are you Why do you want a cave? Uh, who needs sunlight when you've got the light of a thousand TV monitors? Oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> That's well, enough to have... see by, isn't it? Uh, no. Well, it's enough to no. see by, but uh I'm not sure it's 
the best light. Do you take vitamin that. D? I feel like you should be taking vitamin D. I mean, I eat my I eat my bananas. <laughs> okay. That was like a thing. <laughs> All right. Look, look, I'm the resident old guy here, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you, many years ago, there were commercials on TV for bananas. And their main selling point was that after a hard workout, when you when you run all the vitamin D out of your body, eat a banana because <laughs> it'll restore all the vitamin D to your body. That's Ooh, not a joke. Right. That was a real commercial. That was. On I thought TV. that was potassium. It, well, we might have. It is, but they might not have known. It might that also back be then. vitamin D. Yeah. yeah, I remember it being vitamin D. So anyway, so anyway, chided chided by your, <laughs> I'm sure loving and compassionate. And not at all cruel ribbing. It's absolutely not <laughs> cruel. It's not, it's not meant he, to um, be cruel at sheep, all. He sheepishly takes a step back and opens the door to let you see kind of the whole space. And if you want to enter, he will let you enter. I guess it's not going in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going well, to invade your space. You're obviously very uncomfortable with us walking in. Like, I'm not. No, it's not. <laughs> like, if we're going to be working together, then I just, this, I just need to learn that. You know, I just, just maybe don't don't lock all of the seventeen or however many locks that was that you unlocked to open the door. Because if we three, need four, you, five, maybe six, we seven, need eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's only eleven. Eleven. Okay, I I stand corrected. The eleven locks that you locked. Is there is there a speed run? Maybe you're just not familiar with the locks yet. Is there a speed run of the locks that we can? Or do you need practice? like a special knock that you know it's one of us, and so yeah. you won't like. Like what? What if we need you really quickly? Is what exactly? That's exactly my question. <laughs> All right. Um. I mean, a secret knock. I mean, yeah. I guess we could do a secret knock. So here's okay. So uh, for the secret knock, it's going to be two fast knocks, and then a pause, and then a slow knock, and then uh, another pause of two beats, and then uh, three more fast knocks. One Jess slow walks knock, away. Another fast knock. <laughs> Jess more, just walks. Two more slow knocks. And then um, stamp your foot on the floor, okay? Okay, so it was it was two fast knocks and then a beat and then a slow knock and then two more beats. And if you, could, and if you know the difference between a fast knock and a slow knock, you're better than I am. <laughs> Nicola would ask to see it demonstrated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Our... she would try her very best to imitate. All right. Jess is going to Johnny's office. She's sort of trepidatiously because she's really not sure she wants to see what Johnny's office looks like. But she's going to go check it out anyway. Uh, in true fashion to himself, the room immediately looks worse upon him being inside of it. Uh, <laughs> he has pulled up the rug, pulled all of the cushions off of the couch and the chair. Uh, he found a ballpoint pen and a dollar thirty-one in change. Uh, and now he is sitting crisscross applesauce in front of the uh, coffee table, and he is hurriedly scrawling something on the back of his uh, town council summons. Jessa will knock on... Is the door open or closed? Do oh, yeah, it's wide the door open. open? Okay. Jessa will knock on the frame of the door and sort of lean in the doorway and go, What you doing? Oh, hey. Hi. Look at this place. Isn't it nice? Nice is a word. <laughs> yeah, I just had to... You know, Wendy got out of here in such a hurry. I had to explain... You know me. I've got this deal about getting paid. Uh, I'm what you call a cash-only brother. Uh, if you can't tip a stripper with it, I don't accept it as payment. Uh, so I really got to make sure that she knows about that, because if I get checks, this is not going to be good. Well, I mean, I I would be suspicious of them just handing us cash, though, Johnny. That's I mean, 
it's one thing to get to, you know, try to figure out how much money we're going to get, but wouldn't you like some sort of reassurance that we're not being paid under the table to do something we shouldn't be doing? I mean, this is all just weird, and if they're just going to pay us in cash, that's, I mean, if you need to have a check cashed, we could, somebody could get that done for you, right? I mean, sure, I could probably sign it over to somebody. I don't know, this just seems easier. He's he's writing down his his uh his instructions like cash only any size bill fine <laughs> leave where I can find stuff like that <laughs> just wake up with your paycheck on your chest what Jen Jessica says well I just, I don't know if you've come out to look at anything else but we all got different offices I mean Ark's office looks like what's that movie the the one with the people that live in the computer thing the he Matrix? I mean he just yeah, that the Matrix. He looks like he's living in the Matrix in there, and Nicholas is is it's it's very tidy. It's nice. It's like a, <laughs> you know, it's like a rental. If you go and rent an apartment or something, it probably looks like that. That's what her her office looks like, and mine just looks like home. And I don't know. These things weren't here before, Johnny. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you that these are new. Did you know that? You know that these weren't here, right? Right, but if I had a nickel for every time that architecture in this town changed overnight, I would have a van full of nickels. Y'all are making points I don't want to agree with today. I understand the trepidation. We've been given a weird opening to the sign. We've been told that we are the town's protectors, and we've been given no instruction on how to do that. Uh, we've been told we're going to be paid, and we haven't been told anything about how that's going to work. Uh, and on top of all of that, it really sounds like we for sure don't have a choice but to do this however right. it sounds like we get, get to do this however we want i mean do you have any like instructions in your office do you have like a training manual or something like that no no uh-uh there was no manual no instructions nothing like that i mean I, there's a phone we could try calling i don't know who does wendy have a phone number we could we could try calling Wendy. Is Wendy's desk still out front? My desk is still out front, of course. But I'm not behind it at the moment. Oh, wait. Hang on. Someone should probably answer that. Uh, Ark, uh, Ark presses the button on his phone that, that answers the speakerphone, and he's like, Hello? Hi. Hi. This number was next to my mommy's phone. It's, it's the emergency number? Uh, what, 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 what's your, what's your name? Uh, Benny. Benny. All right, uh, uh, Benny, is, is, is everything okay? There's some weird monsters in my backyard. What kind of monsters? They're big and black and leaving gross things on all over the ground. <laughs> all right, um, okay, uh, how, how many are there? I think there's two. They're really large. Are they, are they trying to get inside? No. They're just there in your yard. Yeah, my dog keeps barking, and I can't play my video game. Uh, okay. Um. Uh. About. Do you know? Can you can you tell me about how tall they are? Really tall, like taller than Dad. That's pretty tall, all right. Hey, um, Benny. Do you know your address? Uh, yes. It is. Hang on, Mom has it written down somewhere through the speaker. The watchers hear the sound of little feet scurrying off. After a moment, the feet return. Yes, we're at 175 Spring Street. Uh -huh. 175 Spring Street. All right, um, sit tight and we will be 
right there. I guess. I guess. I guess. Just sit tight. We'll be there. Are your parents there, Benny? No. The babysitter's missing, too. I don't know where she went. Did she go outside? I don't know. I was playing my video game. Okay. Nicholas starts running. And, uh, <laughs> uh, well, okay, I guess we're going then. After Johnny hears this commotion out in the hall, he, like, peeks his head out. He's like, what, what's going on? Who called you? And Ark looks at him, and he, Ark looks at Johnny, and he goes, we got one! We and, got uh, one what? I don't know, a call. I was just making a Ghostbusters reference. Okay, um, <laughs> and Ni- what, Nicholas, we should probably follow her, right? Yeah, that's where, that's where I was going. Do we have a car? Anybody got a car that we can take? Because, are we go- I got wheels, I got wheels, I got wheels. Let's move. <laughs> okay. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and we, so we go running outside, and and we and okay. Do we all know which car is Johnny's? Like, I guess we do. Like, everybody probably knows. Yeah, yeah. I've given I've given a pretty decent uh, description of the inside of the van, but the outside of the van is very special as well. Uh, one the it's the airbrushed, panel, right? The panel that has the door on it, the door is a separate color from the rest of the van. So the rest of the van is is like this dark maroon, and this is like a bright white door. And then on the other side that doesn't have an entrance door, he has an airbrushed scene that is the end of uh, Terry Funk's exploding barbed wire deathmatch in uh, FMW in Japan. That is all airbrushed really nice on the side of his van. Okay. Oh my gosh. As distinctive as Johnny's van is, everyone in town is definitely familiar with it for one reason or another. I mean, they can definitely hear it, and I guess it would depend on the sort of interactions that I have had within that neighborhood. Like, if I'm always going through their trash and stuff like that, they're probably <laughs> like, okay, kids, let's come inside since we hear the weird van. Uh, and if it's places that, you know, I just like park and sleep there, it's probably just like, oh, here's this guy coming home. <laughs> Creepy pastas have risen up around Johnny and they call him the not the garbage man. <laughs> Once I hear the van coming behind me, she will uh, kind of like look over her shoulder <laughs> and look to see like, uh, presumably he like pulls up alongside as she's running like roll the window down like do you want to ride <laughs> I, I, I pull up alongside of her like everybody loads into the van and uh there's there's a front passenger seat but there's no other seats in there uh so okay. everybody can call can call where they're at but i i would probably uh roll up alongside you and and idle along you as you're running like hey where you going <laughs> Do you want to ride to get there? <laughs> or do you just want to haul ass over there and we'll follow you? <laughs> I think I think she shoots you a look and she does not often use this look. But like you get a flashback to that time she murked someone in your presence. <laughs> but then the look is gone and she's like, yeah, and then she climbs in the, in the van. And Johnny like, he, he like plays it cool. He's like, "All right, that was a closer call than I needed it to be." Okay, okay. <laughs> And then uh, I get uh, I get the dress address from everybody, and then uh, it's time to break some traffic laws, baby. Jessica called shotgun. Cooking is a skill, and learning that skill takes time, effort, and a great teacher. Luckily for everyone here in Reddington, 
Our very own Nihilus Wheeler, chef at the Gilded Pheasant, is offering cooking classes right now, teaching everything from kitchen basics to advanced classes to specialized meal preparation for special dietary needs. Try out classes at different times of year, too, because just like the menu at the Gilded Pheasant, your home menu will change with what's in season. Let Nihilus take you from barely knowing how to fry an egg to preparing gourmet meals for your friends and family with just a touch of that gilded pheasant magic. To discuss scheduling, pricing, and payment options, call us now hey, at- Hey, I- Zoe! What are you doing? I, uh, nothing! Nothing, don't worry about it! Don't- Oh, button! As the neighborhood watch turned onto Spring Street, they started seeing black sludge splotches everywhere. Like really big-sized black splotches? Each splotch is a couple of feet wide, but upon closer inspection, the splotches look as though they have fallen or been pulled away from something and left behind. Is it just on the street? street like on ground level or is it on other things like buildings and things like that the sludge is mostly on the ground but occasionally the watchers spot blobs on fences or trees okay uh so as we're headed down the street towards the house um what are we looking at here are we looking at like a really well lit street are we looking at like a dark rural road uh what what's the what's the kind of lay of the land it is around noon as the neighborhood watch approaches Vinny's house but as it's close to winter, the sun has started setting early around Reddington this time of year. It's not quite dark enough for the streetlights lining the road to have come on yet, but a chill has begun to creep in the air. Okay. Um, so as we, uh, as we start getting closer toward this, uh, this house, I'm going to turn to everybody and be like okay uh so i'm not a huge fan of getting out of the two thousand pound metal case that we're all in but uh we loud and if we roll up on this house anyone who is there outside inside anywhere is gonna know we're coming well then we should probably get out and go on foot right i mean on the other hand could we just drive the van into the monsters just like full speed, just wouldn't we have to go through the house to do that? I mean, so. uh, why, don't we get a, why don't we get a lay of the land and then we'll use my my home as a projectile? <laughs> 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 have we been told, by the way, what was said on the phone call? Because Johnny and I were not in the room when that happened. So have we been told what Benny said he saw? Yeah, uh, I definitely uh, would have filled you in on the way. Yeah, yeah, we would have filled you in. Didn't didn't now didn't Benny say the did the did he say the monsters were in the backyard or did he say the front yard or did he spe did he not specify? He said backyard, I think. Okay. So uh I think that we're gonna pull over like about a block away, and then I am going to start uh sort of approaching the home cautiously, but genuinely trying to look like I I belong there. Like I'm not I'm not trying to look weird. Too late. A reminder, dear listeners, Johnny is still wearing their one sleeve jacket that reads "Riots, not Diets." A purple crop top. <laughs> yeah, but I look, but I look like, but I look like I belong. <laughs> I don't look like I. I don't look like. Do you? I don't look Carrying like. I think it's weird. Do you though? 
I don't look like I think it's weird for me to be there. <laughs> Johnny rightly holds his head high. So we're we're uh we're a little ways up the road. I'm gonna get out. Uh, so before I go, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say, all right, I'm gonna take a peek around, get a little lay of the land. If anybody wants to come with me, get different angle or something like that. I don't know if all of us need to go right now or not. If I can, I'm gonna go up to the door and see if I can get this kid out of the house, and then we can see what we have to deal with, okay? Uh, yeah, that sounds, sounds like uh, a plan. That sounds like a plan. Uh, I'm gonna... Yeah, well, you let me know if you need help getting in, and uh, I'll uh, <laughs> see what I can do. I'm, I'm gonna go with you, Johnny. I'll just... I, I won't... I'll try not to crowd, cramp your style, but I'm gonna go with you, just... So you have backup, just in case one of these, whatever it is, is happens to be right there. Well, listen, this, this style cramping severely today so no worries you're only going to improve my look <laughs> the way that i'm kind of envisioning it is uh is this a house on the corner is it in between two homes or something like that benny's home is between two others on the streets there's a large black sludge stain on the fence trailing from the house next door towards benny's house uh, so I am going to very cautiously, uh, approach the fence, maybe get down low to be like at fence level. I think he's just going to look at the goo and just be like, huh, that's fucked up. And, uh, try and get a better lay of the land of the backyard. Do I see any creatures? That kind of thing. Johnny looks into the backyard and sees more of that black sludge that had been along the road. Something was definitely here and as he looked for a clue in the splotches he realizes that they lead off in two different directions one way over the fence and one way towards the back door uh i'm gonna go around to the front door of the house uh if uh if jessa june hasn't followed me the whole way back there i'm gonna kind of meet up with her at the front of the house and just be like didn't see anything in the back i'm gonna Try and knock on the door and see if we can get this kid out of here. And then we can just leave. Like, we've done our job. We'd have, we'd protect it. Right. Yeah, Jessa was going to go, if he was going to go for the fence in the backyard and everything, she was going to try to go to the front and see if she could, like, look in the windows and see if there's anything or anybody actually in the house before trying to knock on the door. So, yeah, she can wait for him to knock on the door and everything, but she wanted to see if there was, if anybody had gone inside. Jessa June peers into the window. But she doesn't see anything too out of the ordinary. An empty living room with a video game left on pause. The smell coming from the house, however, is strong and rancid. Hate okay. that. And with her heightened senses, she hears human footsteps running around. Those footsteps don't sound like they belong to anyone who is panicking. But more concerning is still the smooshing sound that seems to be coming from below. Hate that worse. Johnny was coming to meet Jessa. Is he there? I was, I was coming back around to you. So she's going to say, there, there is something somewhere making nasty sounds of something. I mean, there's people in there, I think, but something's in there making a nasty sm sound and something stinks to high heaven. I mean, I don't know if you can smell that, but there is a ripe smell coming out of there so we need to get in and get if there's a that kid's in there we need to get him out and i don't know if we can just get him out and walk away i mean if this these things are moving around we gotta take them 
do something. Just do something. I'm I'm all for it. I I just think first things first. We just got to get this kid out of this house. So I I guess we're going in. And Johnny approaches the door, uh, cautiously places a hand on the knob, and does his uh, does his slow, quiet turning move. Uh, does the does the handle give and turn like it's unlocked? The door is locked. Uh, hey, don't worry, I got this. Uh, maybe we should like get the rest of them to kind of. I mean, we're just leaving them sit in the van, and I don't know. God, if that's I was hoping smart. we could just. I was hoping we could just. I was hoping we could just grab this kid and run. But he's not. I mean, right. I don't see him. All right, let's get. Maybe he's hiding. Let's get everybody. Maybe. And we'll take a look around. What's smelling up? the house oh i hate this all right fine. so we're gonna head back to the van and we're gonna go and get our uh our lock pick i mean i've already i've got one like i'm I'm there i've got one like yes yeah so i'm come with us we don't need to go back to the van i'm here <laughs> johnny's been johnny's been so like hyper focused on everything he just goes jesus yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to pick the lock archibald goes to work and before long the door swings open the watchers are hit with the same smell Jessa June had sniffed out earlier. Well, not as strong. It is, in a word, gross. As they survey the interior of the house, they see a staircase, and alongside it runs a hallway that leads to the kitchen. Doors branch off the hallway, leading to a downstairs bathroom, the laundry room, and access to the basement. Jess is going to say, I think there's something underneath us. Like I think there might be a basement. I might there might be somebody down there. So if the kid's hiding, I'm gonna guess that he went up. All right. So um, you think the kid is upstairs? Well, that's where I'd go if I heard something below I mean, me. Classic horror movie mistake there. Um. Uh. Yeah. Let's. Uh. I guess we'll go check upstairs then. I'm trusting you. And uh, we head upstairs. Um, quietly, cautiously. Um, and uh, see what we see. The neighborhood watch makes its way upstairs, with Archibald in the lead. While he is good at sneaking and breaking into houses, his confidence today might lead one to wonder whether or not this is his first time <laughs> breaking into this particular abode. Jessa and Johnny follow, with Nicola bringing up the rear. Suddenly, and before anyone can react, Nicola vanishes as the door slams reverberating somewhere in the house. Jessa will whip around and realize that Nicola is gone and, and just go, damn it, it Nicola's gone. She's gone. I don't, damn it. Is that her? Is she well, down, she's not here. Is she downstairs? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going right. to go. I'll go. Look around up here. Find this kid. No, 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 no. All right. I'll go after her. You keep going upstairs. All right, you got so it. So Jessa will go back downstairs and go look for Nicola. And Ark and Ark and Johnny are going to go upstairs and look for the kid. As the duo reaches the top of the stairs, they see a door decorated in stickers of airplanes, a How to Train Your Dragon poster, and various pictures of pandas. It is clearly the door of a young boy's room. It is shut with a light spreading out from underneath it. Further down the hall, they see a guest bedroom, a very tidy room that may look like it belongs to an older child, and the parents' bedroom. Ark goes up to the door that has the light on underneath it and uh, listens at the door to hear what he can hear. He hears the shuffling of a child moving around behind the door. Ark just gently knocks on the door and, uh, Hey, Benny. Benny, are you in there? Who's there? 
Uh, it's uh, it's uh, the the um, the emergency response. You called us uh, to report the, some monsters, and we're here to we're here to check it and help you out. Uh, you want to come with us? We'll get you out of here. How do I know you're not one of the monsters? I mean, I'm the same guy you talked to on the phone. I've got a pretty distinctive voice. You don't <clears throat> you don't recognize my voice? Benny pauses for a moment. The door opens just enough for him to peek through to the hall. I smile and wave. <laughs> hey. How you doing? Johnny's going to fish in his pocket for some of the snacks that he uh, <laughs> lifted at uh, the town hall. And he is going to give the kid a, uh, oh, let, let's say, let's say it's like a, like a package of Starburst or something like that. Like, hey, listen, I know everything's been really scary, but right now we're going to go outside and we're going to get away from these monsters. Does that sound like a good, good idea to you, Benny? I guess. I'd like to find my babysitter, though. We would love to find your babysitter. <laughs> I didn't know babysitter. Um, okay, where was the last place you saw your babysitter? She was playing video games with me, and then she went to check noise, and then she didn't come back, and then the noise was loud, and the smell got bad, and it was affecting my video games. As Benny recounts the day's events, he sits on his bed, swinging his legs back and forth, eating Johnny's Starbursts. This is like totally cool about this the way kids are. <laughs> she did. All right. Well, here's <laughs> listen. There were a couple other people who came with us. Some very nice people. They're I'm sure that they have by now found your babysitter, and everything's fine. So uh, why don't you come with us, and we'll all go regroup outside. And um, have you listen, kid? Have you ever taken a ride? In the craziest looking van you've ever seen in your life, because it's really <laughs> kind of cool. Like the Scooby-Doo van? Like, exactly like the Scooby-Doo van. I can't tell you how much like the Scooby-Doo van this is. <laughs> <gasps> Do you have a dog? Absolutely there's a dog in there. Dear listeners, I know we have a lot of fun here, but it's important to note, before the muck hits the fan, that you should not lie to kids. Archibald may be doing so to get Benny out of danger, but these are not the methods that the town council would typically like to see their representatives employ. Plus, children are smarter than you give them credit for. And they are definitely taught about stranger danger. <laughs> we are stranger danger. We gave them candy and we're trying to get this kid in a van. <laughs> There's absolutely a dog in there. So uh, actually, Ark is just saying whatever will get the kid out of the house. That's That's the whole. It just sounds really bad to anybody who's not in the know um so if you want to come with us uh we should probably get going uh and the sooner we get out of here the sooner uh we'll get this whole mess cleared up and you can get back to your video games so uh let's go kid benny swings his feet and shrugs sheepishly okay and benny gets up and follows the watchers out of the room i am gonna lead our way back downstairs uh and since i was since i was already fishing around in my pocket and we've heard slamming doors and stuff and i've heard nothing from jesse jane and nicola I am going to uh, slip my brass knuckles onto my left hand and lead everybody down the, down the hallway and back down the, uh, the steps. As they make it down the stairs, the stench intensifies. Uh, a, a different Johnny takes control of the, of the driver's seat, and uh, there's, there's no way that he's leaving this house. You, you and Benny, I'm going to throw both of you guys out of the door. I'm not going to argue. Ark and Benny are pushed out of the house. They turn around to see what has happened, only to see Johnny sucked in an enormous black sludge creature. 
Thank you for listening to Once Upon a Monster of the Week. Reddington's monsters are controlled by Meg Griffin. Episodes are edited by Alex Lavelle and produced by Robert Chauncey. A special thanks to Red Griffin for taking my horrific ideas and making them even more terrifying. Also, a special thanks to Alex Lavelle for co-writing this episode. Finally, thank you to Michael Sands and Evil Hat for the Monster of the Week gaming system used in this podcast. We will be back in two weeks to meet up with our news bulletin group again. Until then, you can find the links in our show notes leading to both the podcast and actor's social media accounts. Please also check out our Patreon. Even for $1, you can get some exciting things like donating your name to our town roster. Or you can find some cool merch at the Reddington Tourist Shop. We know that money is tight, so if you are enjoying the show, we would appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Once Upon a Monster of the Week is part of Haunted Griffin Entertainment. Please check out our website for more of our shows. Today's episode starred... Mike Queller as Archibald Wilberforce Worthington III. You can call me Ark. Sarah Palmero as Jessa June Greeley. M.L. Earhart as the Righteous Johnny Lydon. Danielle Lincoln as Nicola Garibaldi. And guest appearance by... Algie Todd playing... Ben. Riz Tirado playing Xiomara Hernandez. 